Hello, Drag Time listeners. It's me, your ghoul friend, Peaches Christ, and I want to cordially invite you to attend my brand new Terror Ball show happening at the historic San Francisco Mint Building this fall. I'm the writer and director of this fully immersive haunted attraction called The Immortal Reckoning, a 60-minute supernatural adventure that finds guests transported to another dimension. Yes, it's scary, Mary. You can even choose to opt in for enhanced interactivity by wearing a red glow necklace, consenting to be touched, isolated, force-fed, drawn on, or worse. And you'll want to get there early and stay late to enjoy our vampire bar, Fang Bang, featuring the best in 80s goth music, actual vampire bartenders, vampire go-go dancers, and vampire strippers. Book your tickets today at terrorvault.com, and I'll scare you there, ghouls. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's me, Heclina, and welcome back to Drag Time with Heclina. Uh, well, we have somebody very special joining us on the podcast today. But first, if you love us, show it. Tell anybody you can about Drag Time with Heclina. You might even check out our Facebook page, Drag Time with Heclina, and leave us a love note or a tip. Um, the tips help Mark keep the show going. And now I want to introduce a very special guest. She is a Los Angeles-based makeup artist, model, performer, <laughs> designer, and you might know her as the winner of season three of RuPaul's Drag Race. I know her as a longtime girlfriend. Give it up for Raja. Hi, Hi Raja. Everyone. Hi, <laughs> How are you? I'm doing so, so good. I haven't heard your voice uh, in a really long time, and it's nice to, to get to, to get to catch up with you. So you've not been listening to my podcast then? I have not. Sorry, <laughs> I have not. I've been a little bit busy, but you know, yes. pod, podcasts are a wonderful thing because it, it's kind of... Um, you know, it's, it's become part of my life, and I will s certainly add this as part of my thing that I want to listen to very, very soon. In fact, tonight, I'll do it. I'm definitely oh, you don't this. have to. You no, don't, no, no, I no, want to. No guilt. No guilt. It is not no guilt. guilt. It is a guilty, <laughs> it's a guilty pleasure. All right. That's, that's yeah. fine. Well, so what, uh, so I, I just have to say before we start, unrelated to anything, I was watching this show the other night mm -hmm. about Pulse. Uh, uh, you know, and in um, about Pulse nightclub, mm. and there was pictures of you performing there. Yeah, and and, and, and I was like, oh wow, you know. Uh, so I, I, it's unrelated to anything that I was going to talk to you in the podcast about, but I just have to tell you, I just saw that, and it yeah. made me think, like, what were your experiences performing? at pulse oh um, wow that what a way to start this uh in, I'm, in, I'm sorry no, i, know. I, it's just I like, love yeah. it i love talking mm -hmm. about it i mm -hmm. you know because i've said it when when pulse when the when the tragedy happened at pulse um it hit home for me in a way that i'd never been before it would it would be just like you know san francisco is my second home for me mm -hmm. so it would mm -hmm. have been just like any event that would have happened at a san francisco bar let's say you know like mm -hmm. if uh, mm -hmm. uh it would have been uh, Bo or uh, mm -hmm. or um, uh, 
Oasis, Oasis. maybe. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Oasis, you know, or any of the yeah, or any yeah. of the places that are familiar and places mm-hmm. where queens work and places where you had friendships and camaraderie and and uh, community and mm-hmm. dancing and nightlife and so when it happened, it was it really hit close to home. It was a place that I had worked at, a place where, as they describe people hiding in the restrooms for their, you know, trying to save their own lives away from a shooter, I knew where those Mm. restrooms were. I remembered Mm. where the stage was. I remember where the dressing room was. I remember the conversations I had with queens backstage. I remember it as a place that I performed at, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was very um, scary because I thought, uh, you know that could have been me. That could have been absolutely have been yeah. any one of us at any mm-hmm. at any uh, queer safe space that we we thought as a safe space. It could be anywhere, and mm-hmm. um, and it uh, and it and it just so happened that it happened the night before I had to be on a float uh, at New York City Pride the following day. Mm-hmm. So oh my, my uh, you know, I was feeling quite edgy, quite afraid of being in a public space. Um, there was a lot of police out um, mm-hmm. on the streets uh, at New York City Pride the following day. Um, but yes, I do remember Pulse. I remember, mm-hmm. you know, I remember working there and I remember the space very well. Yeah, yeah, it's just it was a haunting story, and you know they they did interview some of the drag queens that were hiding back in the dressing room too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was just kind of taken aback that I did see you like on the stage at Pulse, so I wanted to ask you about it. And I just remember I remembered as I was talking to you mm-hmm. that I saw that, but no more about that. You know, that's uh, I mean we 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 do want to remember that, but I don't. I, I'm not here to talk to you totally about that. No, but um, what, what I what I can say about that is that uh, you know. Wherever we're at, whenever we're with other queer people and we feel like we are in our safe space, we are in our safe space because we are there together. So uh, regardless of what happens in the world and whatever happens in this God, obviously God forsaken country. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You know, know. as long as I feel like uh, anything can happen anywhere in time. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still very, very happy to have places where all of us can gather together absolutely it was a very isolated incident and um, yeah and and you know we we're the ones here live to tell and to share memories just like madonna lived to tell amen well uh so uh, I, I just want to talk about so my memory of you raja is that I, I i knew you when you were performing at uh you know i did tranny shack in la that's where i first met you and you mm-hmm. were part of the you were part of the whole la scene with detox and vicky and all those people and mm-hmm. uh, but you also but but you come from uh Way back, way, way, way back, you were like goth and punk when you were growing up. Is that right? You were, you were kind of yes. influenced. You came from that school. Of course. Yes, yes. And no, I was actually before Detox and Vicky in L.A. So uh, <laughs> let's, let's okay. make that part clear. Okay, uh, okay. You know, them girls came from out of town somewhere. They were the young ones at, at, at some point when I was already the seasoned gal in town. So, mm-hmm. um but yeah, that is definitely the goth scene. The alternative scene is how I was first introduced into the idea of playing with gender to begin with. Before I even knew that drag was going to be a thing, I knew that Pete Burns and Robert Smith wore lipstick, and I knew that uh, Susie Sue's eyebrows are great, and I knew uh-huh. that um, 
you know, that, that yeah. scene really introduced me into a whole other concept on how you can exist and how you can um, express yourself. Yeah. yeah, and and I think I think as a result of those influences, you were the first. You you were the winner of season three, so it's kind of it's early on, but you were also the first season or the first winner that people took seriously. Like you kind of put it on the map, and I, I don't think I'm exaggerating. I don't really remember the names of the first two winners, but everybody, <laughs> but, but every, I mean, I'm, I'm not being I'm I'm not being shady, but you yes, know what you I mean. Are. A little bit, but you know what I mean? Like you, you kind of, you kind of got the ball rolling where people started to notice yeah. the show uh-huh. and, um, and you were from a season, you know, uh, there, there are still some people from that season, you know, Shangela, oh, yes. there's you, mm-hmm. uh, but there are some people, um, who maybe aren't doing so well from that season. Well, have you, uh, have, have you followed Mimi? I'm first. What's going on with her? <laughs> I, uh, to be honest, I haven't. I really okay. haven't. Um, I don't always mm-hmm. keep up with what's happening with all of my sisters from my season or any of the seasons in between there and now. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I hope everyone is doing well. I really, mm-hmm. my my concern is, I know this sounds really selfish, but my concern is really on my own career and my own path and my own journey and all of this. So good answer. Yeah, good answer. bitch. It was a long, <laughs> it was a long time ago. It was like probably like 11 or 12 years ago that that happened for me. And mm-hmm. it has, you know, it has allowed me to interact with so many different friends and now colleagues and, uh, collaborators and co-creators uh, globally, you know, including yeah. you in San Francisco, yeah. and and bringing me even closer to San Francisco than than I'd already had, you know, because I was already yeah. in love with San Francisco. But with with Drag Race and with the experience and exposure that I've had, it's allowed me to really have a nice reach. Well, like I said, I I, I do remember you from before the show, mm-hmm. and then I and then and and then fast forward to you. The show was ju- had just wrapped. You were the winner. You came to San Francisco and you did a show that I was hosting with Carmen and Delta, and <laughs> and, and I was I was introducing you, and people were the whole crowd was like Raja Raja, and and you turned <laughs> you turned to me and you said, Oh my God, six months ago these people didn't care about me, and now because of television, you said that to me. I did, didn't and I? Uh, yeah. And and oh so what was that like to all of a sudden be thrust into that spotlight? Fantastic. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. Awesome. It was awesome. Any fucking queen, any little young faggot who, who, who you know, uh, who is growing up and has a big dream always thinks of, of those moments when people are chanting your name. So uh, those moments are very, very special to me and never go unnoticed. You know, yeah. I, no one needs to fucking chant my name out loud. I mean, I do every day when I wake up in the morning, <laughs> but you know, that's no one else's job but my own, but there they are. So yeah. 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 I mean, it was like, they were like, Raja, Raja. And, um, and, and, and they were booing this, uh, there was this poor girl who was performing right before you. She didn't do too well. I I don't know. I don't know if you remember. Anyway, they were like, bring on the drag race girls, you know? Um, but that's, that's kind of, that's kind of what it's like now. But, but a lot of things did open up for you. You were even on the Simpsons. I was, yeah. A couple years ago, uh, it was, uh, while I was in Provincetown, cause I'd been, experimenting with performance in p-town using it as a place to workshop and then they just suddenly called me they were like hey we uh, i i was uh 
I, they had a, a panel going on at DragCon, and they asked me to be the, the, the MC and, and you know, the, the person on the mic to kind of keep the conversation going. And then they asked me to be on the show, and it was Heclina, girl. It was oh, hello, the honor hello. of my life. It was the honor of my life. You know, 13-year-old me who remembers uh, uh, The Simpsons being on um, the Tracy Ullman show would have never thought that that would be something that could I, that 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 I would be invited to do. So I was very grateful. I remember the day of doing it because I had to record it in Boston because I was in Provincetown. I went. Oh, in, so you flew into Boston? Okay. In, well, I was already in P Town, so I just took a ferry into Boston for the afternoon. Right. Um, it only took about forty-five minutes to record my lines, and um, I said thank you to the the, the people who were uh, the sound en- engineers. I said thanks for helping me. And I left the building and suddenly rain came falling down. Like out of fucking nowhere, rain came falling down. And I just sat there on this brick fence and I cried my eyes out. I was like, you know what? I'm in the right place. I'm in the right time. I'm doing something that is so fucking special. And there was nothing. It was just an incomparable, one of those magical moments that you can only wish for. So definitely a good good experience in my life you know you've made it when you're guest starring as yourself on the simpsons girl they even got my tattoos (laughs) (laughs) i was impressed i was impressed i was very very happy to do it so that's great Mm -hmm. so not to get too political but what is it like to be um the only Asian American winner of RuPaul's Drag Race. Do you feel some mm. kind of representation there? Have you ever thought about that? Or it wasn't anything that I thought about while it was happening. You know, eleven, twelve years ago, two thousand eleven. Mm-hmm. So what was that? Ten years ago, two thousand eleven. Mm-hmm. Two thousand. I'm I'm not sure. Whatever. Uh, it was a while ago. You know, and it wasn't really yeah. anything that I thought of. And uh, and and in the recent months, and and you know. Uh, it's definitely become something that's been so significant for me to try to express to people. You know, there there are times when people are like, "Yeah, we should get an Asian American winner. Kim Chi should have been the first. And I was like, "Wait, uh, a, wait a second. I, uh, I'm Asian, and I think people sort of forget it. I think people have a certain stereotypical idea of what an Asian person should look like. And well, it, what is that? Well, uh, <laughs> fair uh, yes. to yellow undertone, uh, uh, uh-huh. perhaps a more almond to slant eye. Uh, yes, yes. Has a funny accent or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, totally. But they never think of, of someone being uh, tropical and dark skinned and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, tall even. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No one ever, No one ever really seems to remember that I am the first Asian American. Uh, winner and I, it it is my mission now to remind people that 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 I have that role and it is very important to me and significant and it doesn't go unknown in my life daily. I'm very well, good. I'm yeah. Very proud of it. I'm very proud. That of is it. definitely a title that you should be proud of. Yeah. Well, you're um, the only Icelandic queen I fucking know. Oh, I know. Well, what about Bjork? No, just no, kidding. I'm talking about you about drag queens. You are. Oh yeah. I don't know no other Icelandic people. You know, I was just in Iceland with uh, Sherry and Bunny and a bunch of other people for their for their pride. That was you, fun. you, you're born, born. You're an actually Icelandic person, 
Well, my mother was born there. I was born in the States, but I, I lived in, I moved to San Francisco from Reykjavik. I see. And so um, I did live there kind of like half my life, kind of like you. You you, right. uh, you lived part of your life in Indonesia. I did, yes. But you were born in the States. Right. Um, but you identify with your Asian heritage. Absolutely. I mean, like I, I feel just, even though I was born in the States, I feel drawn to Iceland. I go there at least once a year, so. And you speak the language, obviously. I do. Wow. Yes. Say something. Say, um, say I love you. Yig elskafe raja. Yig elskafe raja? Yig el- yeah. Say so, again. So, so yig is I. Yig. Elska is Elska. love. Okay. Oh. And thig is you. Uh, like fig the fruit? No, thig. It's fig. like t- it's, it's like a th sound. So t h i g. But it's actually it's actually the p with the little you know the little antenna on top okay. of it. It's, it's a it's a different letter, but it's it, it makes the th noise. Yig elska thig. Very good. Yes, <laughs> I'm a multilinguist. <laughs> I'm a cunning linguist. <laughs> yes, yes, very good. We taught uh, we taught Bunny some um, a couple of words too when she was over there. Oh, uh, you taught her. Uh, well, you t- you probably taught her. Where are my pills? In <laughs> no, no, that thing. She was so. I, I think I can say it because everyone knows it. She was so fucking stoned the whole time. Oh my god! Uh, some what? Some <laughs> because you know now smoking pot's no big deal. But uh, somebody got her a big. A big brick of hash butter or something, Ooh. and she was just yeah. So we went whale watching, and I didn't even realize it that she was like out of her gourd because she's always she's always kind of out of her gourd anyway. Well, also isn't hanging out with uh, the lady bunny always whale watching? I I of course there was so many so many times I said that like, <laughs> she's gonna kill us. She don't listen to no, this. She doesn't know how to, know. she doesn't know how to turn on a podcast. So I know I know. Yeah. Love her, love her, love her. Uh, okay, so uh, apart from you know uh, your influence of goth and punk backgrounds, like you know I definitely was influenced by people like Susie Sue and yeah. stuff. Then besides all the punk influences, you had to have been influenced uh, by fashion because your persona is so like fashion model. Um, and so, yeah. and you've also worked with so many people in fashion. Okay. So, uh, am, am I making this up? No, I like this. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm down. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I, you know, I'm 47, but right mm-hmm. currently as, as we're being recording this mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, the model part is always kind of like, uh, am I still that, uh, maybe I'm, I'm no one's Gigi good or Violet Chachki anymore, but Guess what I am though is fucking iconic. So uh. yeah, I mean, I mean, you you do you do come from a, a sort of a fashion background. Oh, yeah, I mean, I you, were, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. you you did makeup for a lot of people, and so that is part of your persona. Yes. In addition to in addition to this punk uh, aesthetic, so tell me what uh, I mean. Your clients: Tyra Banks, Dita Von Teese, Pamela Anderson, uh-huh. Paulina pa- Paulina pours the vodka, Iman. <laughs> Iman, I mean, come mm-hmm. on. So, t- tell me, uh, tell me what it was like to working with Tyra. Uh, well, okay. Well, my my interest in makeup actually became uh, a thing because I wanted to go to fashion school, and my parents couldn't afford it. I wanted to be a fashion designer. My love for fashion was the first thing that drew me into doing drag, also music. Um, you know, the visual it was always a big is always a big part of how I. 
how I gauge what I want to do creatively. Like what, what, what does it look like first before what it sounds like or, um, right. Smells like, or tastes like, um, right. Right. So fashion, you know, was just, it, you know, it, we're from the same generation. So it's like, you know, the, the, the visual of fashion really had a lot to do with expression. So I think that's how that became ingrained in my life. And that's how it became a, a, a thing, you know, a way for me to build a sort of character around my love for fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and as a result, I went into makeup because it was the easiest step without me having to go to makeup school and having a way to be uh, behind the scenes and a part of fashion. And, you know, and it just kind of did what it did. You know, when you start something and you mass manifest something, um, it just became what it became. I didn't ever realize that I was going to do makeup as a career, but there it was, and I was good at it. So I just kept going, and I uh, met people who that were influenced me uh, at the very beginning of my interest in it, like Matthew Anderson, Anderson yeah. and uh, um, and Zaldi, and uh, and uh, what's her name? God, I just forgot. Danilo. You oh know? yeah, yeah. So I met those I met those those people that I idolized uh because I manifested them. I wanted to meet them. I wanted to be in that world and 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 they became a part of my life and and you just keep, you know, it's it's a domino effect. If you start it, it if you build it, it'll come or something like that, right? If totally. You, if you manifest it. If you build it, it yeah, absolutely. Right. If you build it, they will come. And obviously, uh, you became this this persona these people were drawn to. Uh, what, what, when's the last time you, you hung out with Danilo? I remember Darcy, actually. Darcy, my partner mm-hmm. at Oasis, d- dated Danilo in New York. And so I hung out with a little bit with him mm-hmm. way back in the day. But I've not seen him in, in forever. I haven't seen Danilo um, in a long, long time. I remember seeing Danilo at a, at the Rock and Roll Vons or Ralphs, excuse me, on Sunset Boulevard. Uh, <laughs> I didn't um, know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's called Rock and Roll Ralphs on Sunset. It's the only Ralphs like on the Strip. Anyway, I remember seeing him there physically in person, but that was mm-hmm. a long time ago. But thank God for um, for social media and for us getting to connect through rather through oh, yeah, Instagram totally. and, and Facebook. And I, I get to keep up with what he's doing in his life. And, but you know, those, those, those old fucking club kids were the, the people who, who molded my life. And, uh, and here I am now that the, the old cl- club kid that's molding other people's lives, younger people's lives. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anybody who is, who grows up, you know, who starts being punk rock and uh, cutting edge, mm. eventually, you either drop off the face of the map or you become mainstream and establishment. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's no matter how hard you try, you're, you're going to, you know, you're going to always, uh, eventually, if you stick with it, you're, you're going to be the person that, yeah, that, that is the trendsetter that people follow later. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. just inevitable. Uh, so speaking of people in, hugely influential, it says, I, I read here that you, you, you were, uh, one of your clients was Twiggy. Yeah. What, what was that like? I mean, that is like, she was the, in the center of the zeitgeist, uh, back in the sixties, like probably one of the first supermodels. Yeah. One of my favorite yeah. words is, in the world is zeitgeist. I don't use it enough. 
<laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna use Zeitgeist and everything. I'm be like, I'm gonna look at Uber Uber Eats and be like, mm. uh, do you have a sandwich called Zeitgeist? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I need something that's just gonna give me Zeitgeist. Um, <laughs> Quit trying to make Zeitgeist happen. <laughs> no, we must make Zeitgeist happen. No, um, yeah. Twiggy was wonderful to work with. I was beyond honored to work with her because she is obviously. Twiggy and iconic. And what I found from working with her is that she became sort of like the really cool big sister, you know? Mm-hmm. Like she was, you know, I'm like quite a bit older than I was at the time that I worked with her, but like she just has that very, very cool, easygoing, like, uh, you know, can't be bothered vibe, but like very, very cool. She told me stories. You know, her career only lasted about four years as a model between ages 16 and 20. She told me that um, uh, her first time meeting Andy Warhol was the most terrifying thing in her life because she was only 16. Can you imagine being oh, 16 wow. years old and meeting Andy Warhol and uh, I don't know. She had she had a lot of stories about Stella McCartney and Paul McCartney because she's Stella McCartney's um, godmother. Um, you know, lots of lots and lots of interesting, cool, cool stories. A very hip, well, yeah. She was totally in the center of the whole thing. Yeah, a very hip, yeah. hip chick. Yeah, yeah. And it was I, I, I didn't even realize till much later that it's her on the cover of Pinups with Bowie. I was absolutely you know, yes. That, that futuristic look, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't realize till much later. So yeah, she's definitely been a part of my, uh, you know, I've, I've, she's been on my radar forever. So I was really blown away that you got to work with her. She 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 downplays it a little bit, but she also makes you know. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. That it's not a big deal, but it's still guess what? It's still me. You know, that kind right. of behavior, and I loved oh, it. Oh, totally. I loved it. Totally. Loved it. Twiggy was a cool fucking chick. Uh, RuPaul um, did a podcast with her, and she completely forgot my name. Oh, no. Yeah, Ru asked her. She was like, have you ever been to a drag show? And she's like, um, uh, yes, I've been to one, maybe. And um, uh, there was a fellow that used to do my makeup, she said. Oh, no. And Ru was like, uh, was it one of our former contestants, Raja? Oh, Raja doesn't ring a bell. Sutan? Oh. Sutan? Yes, that's his name. That's his name. Sutan. Sutan, <laughs> oh, he used to no. do my makeup. Yeah, that's oh. how she talks, too. That's how Twiggy talks. Oh, wow. Well, well, she's a bit dotty then. Mm-hmm. I remember um, I remember being with her in Barcelona while we were on Top Model, and um, uh, we, we spent the afternoon together just, you know, uh, at the harbor, just having lunch. And we uh, bought some knockoff purses from some African dudes that were selling it. And, yeah, I have some good memories with her. I love <laughs> it. I love it. She was great. Great, great, and, great. Um, and are you still working with Adam Lambert? Girl, I haven't done makeup in so long. I think the last time I didn't... Well, hold on. Let me think about this. I stopped doing makeup pretty much when Drag Race started for me. And it was like I was already oh, at that... Oh, cr- okay. Yeah. I was already at that crossroads okay. where, like, the, the career had hit the uh, wall. Okay, so the makeup thing is, is ancient history. Well, it's, it's it's interesting anyway that you got to work with Adam Lambert on on, on some of his uh, tours and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, we did any, that. Any memories... Any oh, memories of that? Fantastic memories. Adam and I are, you know, um, if if there was still a uh, uh, MySpace top top eight oh, list of oh, friends, shit. Adam would definitely be 
Adam would be in the top five. So her and I, you know, she's my good Judy. She's my Mary. I talk to her all the time, but I don't do her makeup anymore because that's someone else's job. I'm I'm Raja oh. now. Well, oh yeah. Well, so let's yeah. Okay. I, I I totally get it now. But you're taking me back in time to the MySpace days when <laughs> if if you put somebody in your top eight and then took them out of it, that was a big deal. <laughs> yeah. So totally. I'm totally making you. So I, I I'm I'll get away from the makeup, but I just I just wanted to kind of talk about it because yeah. it is part of your persona, the fashion and the cutting edge kind of like image makeup was Um, a big part of my life it still is and i and i'd like to keep that well known because um because i love makeup and i love getting free makeup so let it be known that anyone listening is more than welcome to send me more free makeup that trixie mattel better send me some of that free makeup maybe she's she just sent me something i have to no she sent me some uh the new eye palette baby Mm -hmm. is it nice um yeah you know, I got the Alyssa Edwards palette. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Good rich jewel tones, right? Yes, yes, I liked it. I'm, somebody needs to make me a fucking palette. I'm, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. manifest this right now. Get on it. Get on it. <laughs> uh, well, okay. So because I've been, I've been, I've been bugging you about ancient history and makeup. Let's talk about the now, and that is you are. You have recently started back to production with World of Wonder. Are there any projects? you're working on with world of wonder right now right now i'm you know with with wow wow has been a tr- amazing amazing part of my life you know after the fact of being on drag race i've been able to sustain with raven doing fashion photo review and that's been our great focus and and through that we've had wonderful things called have you heard about these things called paid partnerships yeah, I've done a couple I of them. That. They're amazing. Bitch, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. it. You don't have to leave the house. And if they need you in drag, you can just like do it from the waist up. And, and then a check shows up and you just post it on the social media. What a wonderful time to live in. That's that is amazing, and and a lot of those things did save my ass during the pandemic. Absolutely, um, I couldn't have paid rent sometimes without it. So, um, how did you get through the pandemic? Uh, were you doing lots of those? Uh, were, were you doing live shows like everybody else? I sure did. Uh, I, mean, I did. I did yeah. my good share of it. I think people were really frantic about it in the beginning and and just kind of jam packing all of these sh- live shows. Right? Yeah. We were watching it on Instagram. We were there were there were tickets to be bought and and um, yeah, yeah. all this stuff and. We were all just going into what we do, as especially as queens of a, of a certain time and age. We just became resourceful and fucking found our way through survival, right? Yeah, absolutely. And we I did mean, everything. Yeah. But nobody wants to see that now because things reopened and now they're kind of, it's kind of a weird limbo. Like it would be hard for me to go back to doing those online shows again you know it's 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 even hard for me to to go back into doing the live stuff still because we're not really out of the clear you know have you found now this is when when things were there was a brief moment like in may and june when it seemed like it was all over and and everything was turning was getting back to normal Mm -hmm. and it was I was starting to get I was starting to get anxious because my life was getting busy again. I was so used to not doing stuff that <laughs> yes. that, it, that it, it was causing me anxiety Girl. Uh, because for 20 for 25 years I was on this hamster wheel of constant motion. Of course. So uh are you going to are you finding it hard getting back into 
totally, doing gigs and totally, stuff. Totally, totally, totally. I uh, I've become a very comfortable and happy agoraphobic. Like I, please <laughs> leave me the fuck alone. I love I love being in my apartment. I live in a very enchanted, magical, over decorated. Uh, you know, space, and I don't want to leave the fucking house. You know, if I can do work from home, uh, we've kind of learned that we can. And so uh, I, I'm still a little bit nervous about going out. Um, I'm, I'm doing it very gently and tediously and trying to be as careful as possible because, again, we're not out. We're not out of the clear. We're not. It's, you know, there, yeah. it's still there. It'll never go away. It is. So. I noticed that you're not in Provincetown. Is is that is that COVID related? It's COVID related. It's money related. You know, uh, mm-hmm. as a performer who goes to Provincetown, there's an overhead of how much money you have to spend to be there. And I was like, you know what? I need to take a break for maybe a few years. I, I had done like three solid summers, three entire mm-hmm. summers there, uh, mm-hmm. which is really heavy on the pocketbook. And, yeah. uh, and it's also a shit ton of white guys, white people yeah, yeah. that, and I live in Koreatown in LA where diversity is my thing and it brings me joy every day. And then when you're there and, and the ocean turns into mayonnaise, you're like, Oh, oh my God. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't spend the overhead on the frustration that it sometimes brings, you know? And with mm-hmm. Provincetown, is is my place of workshopping and and what I think is elevating myself as a performer and learning something new. You know, you've been yeah. you've been a great catalyst in that. You let me do some shit in your in your spaces, and you're like, "What is Raj? Raj is going to sing live? Okay, well, if Raj <laughs> oh, wants to sing live, and that's what she decides, then <laughs> that's we, right. Then we should make I it. Then that. we should make yeah. it happen for her. And you've you've you have a, been a great great supporter of that without even realizing. Oh, well, thank so, you. I mean, yeah, I, I remember that the Bowie show at DNA Lounge, you sang live. That was fabulous. Yeah, and I hadn't really done a lot of that before. So I, you know, I think that as a performer, we should challenge ourselves. And uh, and, and and y'all kids in San Francisco have definitely taken me some pla- to some places of challenging my talents and yeah. uh and abilities abilities more than talents <laughs> well uh yeah i mean i i love it that i love that that you can relate to the whole agoraphobia thing too of like i I'm, I'm so uncertain as to what the next step is i feel like i could not ever go back to producing events and oh, like, like i and used you know to what? i mean heckles it's okay you know you're mm-hmm. you've you've had many evolutions in your life and if that's something that you don't want to do right away it's totally fine you know obviously oh. you're a master at it and people uh use you as a as a template of of keeping queer art form alive but hey if if things are working differently and we can we can work smarter and not harder i'm there for it thank you for the pep talk <laughs> um well we're just about at the end now so Already? i, I want to yes no. well there's one there's one final question it's right. very important and that is Raja, Gemini, what is your favorite memory of Heclina? Mm. Well, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I gotta think. I gotta think about this. Okay. Oh, I remember running into you on the street once. Do you remember that? Okay. You were driving in your car, and... Uh, maybe it was in West Hollywood while I was living there. And I just remember you being in a small car 
And I was doing mm. my chores, I think, in the neighborhood. <laughs> and then you just shouted out at me. And uh, yeah, you were in LA for a bit, maybe doing something at Fubar when you were doing Probably, that. Remember that? Yeah. When you guys were doing. I do. Yeah, you were doing uh, events at Fubar. And you said hello to me. And, and I remember feeling very like, wow, Hecklina fucking just said hi to me. <laughs> And, oh it my was, God. And, I, and it was my day off and she recognized me and and knew and knew knew that i that you, you just said hi to me and it was really that simple oh that's such a sweet memory <laughs> uh, you know my memory of you my, my my memory of you uh on my radar was not until uh what was that place in echo park that we performed at the the bigger venue remember oh it was, i love um, that place god i can't remember it right now what no. is echoplex uh, echoplex 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 oh, yes yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah but my oh, favorite yeah. raja memory my, my favorite raja memory was me having lunch with sherry vine and mario diaz we were in a restaurant and jackie's like uh no it was jackie beat and mario diaz and jackie's like oh there's raja like you you were across the room and and uh, jackie's like there's raja she's the winner of, of this current season like it was the worst kept secret in la <laughs> it was. like everybody knew everybody knew <laughs> Aww. i bet there were worse things uh, said about me if jackie beat and mario diaz were at the table no i'm kidding no they not were, at all not at all loves it i love that yeah. i love yes. it no i i'm very sure that I have I've, I have more and more memories, but you kind of caught, caught me off guard. Well, we've done a lot together. It's all coming back to me now, just like that Celine Dion song. Hey, if you um, decide that you want to produce an event, um, what's uh, that? That's a Chihuahua. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you decide you uh, want to produce an event and need an entertainer to to fill in a spot, you know I am always there for you, Hecklina. Well, I'm in Palm Springs now. Let's so. do something in Palm Springs. Okay, maybe I, I I'm gonna try and maybe book a uh, a gay pride thing here. Pride is in November, mm-hmm. uh, as yeah. So I'll I'll keep you posted, baby. Let me know. I will, but well, thanks for coming on the podcast, Raj. Thank you for having me. Hey, if you if I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna subscribe to your podcast and listen to it, um, please do so with mine. Mine mine's called Very That, and it's me and Delta work. And we let's talk about that. We we didn't even talk about that. Yeah, we just talk. It's just me and Delta. We I just recorded two episodes today, but it's just her and I talking shit mm-hmm. and and really talking about old school stuff because now we're 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 those queens, you know. Yeah, and we like mm-hmm. to talk about circus, circus, and um, and uh, uh, arena, and peanuts, and oh and my Club god, Fuck. peanuts! And we like yeah, we, we yeah. like to talk about that Del Taco that's now uh, 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 Walgreens uh, on La Brea. And and wasn't there like a, a Yukon uh, restaurant uh, uh, now gone? On... Yeah, that's now one of those uh, rectangular um, fake Swedish. Uh, but that's where all condos. the girls would go. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where all the girls would go. That um, get the tricks. I, you get the tricks. I sucked a couple of dicks outside of the Yukon. I'm myself. not. I'm not ashamed to say that I did myself. So <laughs> okay, good, baby. <laughs> good times. Good times. <laughs> all right. Well, if you want to find Raja online, she can be found at Instagram at Sutan Amrol. Twitter and Twitter is at Sutan Amrol. Yep. Okay, it's S-U-T-A-N-A-M-R-U-L-L. There's a website, link in bio, as the kids say. Okay. Hashtag right. Ra- link yeah, in bio. Raja, Rajagemini.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Hecklina. If you love us, please show it. Tell anybody you can about Drag Time with Hecklina 
or you can give us a tip. Like I said, just find Drag Time on Venmo or the Cash App. Thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you to Mark, my producer. And most of all, thank you for joining us, Raja. Love you so much, Heklina. I'm glad to hear your voice. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. Yes. Yes. <laughs> if you support the art of drag, then you should support your local artists too. Artspan is a nonprofit championing the creative community for decades, and we're proud to present our 47th SF Open Studios. Discover, explore, and be inspired by talented Bay Area artists with hosted events from studio visits to artful happy hours, pop-ups, and virtual happenings. With our new web app, you can be on the lookout for an oasis of art. With so many powerhouses of artists, you won't need an SF Eagle eye to find art near you. From September 16th through October 17th, connect with hundreds of Bay Area artists that keep our environment so unique and vibrant. Visit our exhibition at SoMart's Cultural Center from October 21st to November 21st. More at artspan.org slash SFOS.